Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 221 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. We'll begin over in entertainment with our spoiler-free thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion, some interesting casting happening in Hollywood, and then we'll jump over into some tech news with a little bit of NFT and crypto news, Elon Musk, Twitter saga continues, and uh, some space and hacking news at the end. Let's get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerd! All right, episode two hundred twenty-one, and uh, we've got a new movie, some entertainment to talk about this week. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. We went into it last week with with good hopes that uh you know they were bringing everybody back closing out the the jurassic park and the jurassic world kind of stuff all together this is gonna be the last one how do you think they did i mean it was all right i i you know i enjoyed myself to you know most of the part it had i don't know didn't didn't have much of like the suspense as like the original and but but honestly i gotta say I started watching the originals with my kids because, you know, we were talking about Jurassic Park and, you know, the first one is always going to be a classic. The rest really yeah. just don't hold up. <laughs> like, no, they don't. They, they really like, don't. I watched two the other day and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how bad of a movie this is. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it really, Jurassic Park was good. The first Jurassic World. Um, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. Was, was a good like, hey, re- restart of of the franchise, new characters, and and kind of a, a slightly different twist to it. I had the same thoughts on this one. It was all right. Like, okay, it ends it. That's, I'm good with it ending. Like, <laughs> don't make more. That's fine. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just close out these characters. I agree. Like for the most part, the this movie just it lacked kind of build up and suspense, and even like the times where I thought like. Okay, this is this is where they're going to really like ratchet up a little bit of action and intense. Kind of like, oh, yeah, not like, really. <laughs> so it's just, it's oh. just it's like a little underwhelming, you know, at times. <laughs> um, but but it was good to see everybody that's ever been like a part of the you know major part of the Jurassic franchise together. The storyline to get them all together was pretty solid. You know, I wasn't like. You know, oh, this would never happen, or you know, like how how do you get all these people in one room? Like I was like, okay, like I I see it, like I get it. Nah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I didn't say it was good. I said I was like, okay, yeah. I get it, like I get it. You know, um, I did think that they tried to. So like with all the Jurassic movies, they we we've had some dino discoveries in the last twenty years. You know, of new dinosaurs, new information based on DNA. You know, and you could tell that, like, they're really trying to push that, like, they're current on dino info, like, <laughs> you know, with the dinosaurs that they feature in the movie, you know, yeah. like, because, like, the original was, like, your third grade knowledge of dinosaurs, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like every kid knows the Stegosaurus, Triceratops, you know, Brontosaurus, T-Rex, you know, so so you were able to like tap into that third grade mind and be like, "Oh, dinosaurs! Yay!" Nowadays, it's like, yeah, that one dinosaur you found, heard, you know, read a news story on, saw a headline on that got discovered a couple years ago. Oh, that must that must be that dinosaur. I don't know its fucking name. You know, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't fucking get it. Like, you're like, oh, that that dinosaur has has feathers. That's right. They did think that dinosaurs have feathers. Okay, I guess. Like, they just, <laughs> they, like, you know, like, they they kind of like were just trying to be really like accurate with dinosaurs, which I get, but it failed to tap into like that third grade brain that got you loving dinosaurs, right? Yeah, I just think that they went out of their way in this movie. To make dinosaurs the good guys, <laughs> they went out of their way to like ignore like the the actual like nature component of what a dinosaur would be to just be like, oh, 
humans are just the worst. <laughs> well, like, like and, I get the point. Like, they were trying to, you know, say, like, hey, we brought them back. Any, any fallout that happens to our world because now we're living with dinosaurs among us, that's your bad. It's not their fault. They didn't ask to be born. Like, I, yeah. like they're trying to play on that kind of, like, trope. But, yeah, you don't have sympathy for dinosaurs like it's hard to it's hard like i didn't watch the movie and i didn't get like that sarah mclaughlin kind of like dog video feel for dinosaurs when you're supposed to feel bad for dinosaurs and and they i I really feel like they they made the dinosaurs a whole lot less deadly than (laughs) than uh than in previous iterations of the movie and I'm at some point in time I'm gonna watch this on like streaming where I can pause it and stuff and I'm gonna point out all the times in like slow motion because I caught it in live action like how many times like there's just dinosaurs tromping through like crowded streets and people are not running away like somebody <laughs> forgot to tell the extras that there's a, that there's a T-Rex next to them <laughs> like, the the amount that people uh, just acted calm I don't know around, I've seen like, I, I've seen still it still t- I've seen enough <laughs> Jurassic Park movies to know if I see a t- T-Rex, don't move, motherfucker. <laughs> like, don't <Sure>. move. <laughs> but but maybe you're not still standing around the 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 ledge of the cockfighting ring cheering <laughs> while there is, there's deadly dinosaurs wandering around you. I don't know. There's weirdness in there. And I will pause it and I will highlight those moments <laughs> when, I, when I commentate over it next time. Well, and like, but, I don't think a lot of it's, you know, the society stuff is very believable that, that, that you know makes you have to have stretch your imagination pretty well like because because all i know is we live in a world where there's dinosaurs all around i am never leaving the house without being strapped like i barely want to leave the house without my gun now (laughs) (laughs) chicago carjacking's got me feeling some type of way if i'm walking around i know there's dinosaurs around any corner you best believe i'm packing my glock everywhere i fucking go (laughs) And I'm popping dinosaur heads left and right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of weirdness about the movie, but whatever. They they sent everybody off in the franchise just fine, uh, and it made a decent amount of money. So yeah, I, I got friends that that loved Jurassic Park franchise. So if you fall into that category, yeah, go see it in IMAX. Go see it in Dolby. It's it's visually, you know, pretty epic every time they do it. You know, but if if you're not a if you're just a casual fan, like yeah, you can you can wait till that streaming service ends. All right, let's uh let's move on with a little other entertainment news. As we've got got some, I don't know. Yeah, these are interesting. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> articles that came out this week. First one is uh, you know Julia Garner from uh, Ozarks. Ozark, yeah, from Ozark. Uh, she's apparently been offered the role it hasn't been confirmed but she's been offered the role uh to play madonna in a uh, a universal biopic movie and if you just read the headline you're kind of like oh okay she's a good actress and then you see like the 1980s pictures the of side madonna by put side next to her, is fucking and it's like amazing my god she's madonna <laughs> like, yeah this like, is, like this is the like, they right can't, casting they can't give anybody else the role anymore because like it, it was like spot the fuck on man you put some fucking uh lace gloves on her and it's done bro it's just done yeah i don't i don't know how well they're gonna you know i don't know how deep they're gonna go into this biopic and how old they're gonna try to make her mimic the the drastically changed you know early 2000s to today madonna but uh you know if they if they stick to the 80s 90s madonna uh, she's got it nailed you know just shut cut it short of her becoming the mother of nature vagina nfts of, uh, of today and i think and i think we'll be okay you know what this made me think of because you were going by age like and how old madonna is right now is Cher still alive <laughs> I, I think so i, I fucking think so I, too I, like <laughs> holy shit bro these women are I, these women are fucking vampires she's dead that's what i'm saying i can't i can't think of the headline <laughs> i love that <laughs> You know, I t- <laughs> old I sexual icons. It's like that's where my brain went. It was like, okay, we got old sexual icons. Like, yeah, how old are they going to take Madonna? I was like, man, she's pretty old. Like, and then she's still trying to be a sex symbol. And I was, and then just instantly, like, I was just like, man, I think Cher's still alive too. Like, yeah, <laughs> she, like- she, she is. And I love the fact that 
on Google, all I got was is space CH and it automatically <laughs> autofilled <laughs> share still alive. <laughs> oh man. Oh, if you could Google, turn back time. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like these women are just sucking the blood of 20 year old super, you know, fucking male underwear models or something. <laughs> Cause like. I can't believe that. Like, both of them, bro. It's insane to me. Huh? Yeah, good for them. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get a biopic of Cher, too. We'll see no, they're going straight that, 80s story for that, though. Like, they're going yeah. straight 80s oh, yeah. for that. Which is fine. And then, yeah, this, this next casting really... Yeah, this next one. So... I don't you know, know, man. I don't know. Joker 2 is confirmed uh, to, to some degree as, uh, you know, that... Essentially, I think it was put on Instagram uh, by Todd Phillips. He put the cover of of the screenplay, uh, and it. When well, they the, showed the a name picture of, it, of Joaquin, the name. I have to read it. They showed uh, a picture of Joaquin reading the script, also. Yeah, I, but I think it was originally broke by by Todd Phillips, and uh, and the the subtitle of it is "Folie Adieu." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as uh, you know. A French thing there, which I guess is. I really a, think we're being trolled at this point. A hint <laughs> at Harley Quinn, yeah, at, that that it's going to be Harley Quinn because f- that is a like French term meaning a delusional disorder, uh, which is like a you know a tie between Harley Quinn and him uh, at the asylum, and and then the rumors come out that they're in early negotiations with Lady Gaga and that this is going to be a musical. Yeah, like, and- <laughs> I can't, I can't, like, no, I can't accept this right now. Like, I can't wrap my brain around any of this at this point. Like, when I saw the script and, like, the the name, because, like, that's not necessarily going to be the name of the movie. Like, they they give script names and, and shit yeah. to movies that, that aren't final all the time. So I was like, okay, let's just keep this Joker 2 train running. And then this article comes out, and I swear to God, I thought it was fake until I saw IGN posted it, and I was like, "Well, well, that's yeah, a reputable source." Yeah, it's like, not, a we, it's not a we got this covered or whatever else. Like I'm looking at it in Variety uh, in Variety Magazine's website. Uh, like it's it's like industry confirmed that she is in talks to play uh, in Joker Two, and. I don't know where the musical aspect of it comes from uh, that it's going to be a musical uh but that like that's also being reported by everybody and honestly I like a good musical the, sure let's do a weird demented in Joker's head uh musical because I don't know I, I really didn't care for them to do a second Joker anyway so if you're going to ruin it you might as well ruin it with two songs See when when musicals are good they're good okay like I'll give yeah. you that when it's a good musical it's good but when it's bad and like, <laughs> said, and like, like it's so hard to make a good musical because and, and I just, man, this thing could just be such a train wreck. But and if they pull it off. If, but if they pull, like he <laughs> said, if, if they pull it off, I mean, I hope to God I go to the theater and I walk out and like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> like, like I'm, I, I would love that experience. But I don't know, man. Like it's gonna, you know, if somebody had a lot of criticisms on this this article, it'd be really hard for me to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I it's it's incredibly weird, but I, I guess like whatever. I I do think there's a strong chance that Todd Phillips is just trolling us. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix could give a shit about it, what anybody thinks about anything ever, oh, so yeah. he'd have no problem trolling oh, us. Yeah. No, no. Like so, all of this could just be make believe, just so that way idiots like us talk about it, and then three years later, when this movie comes out, we're all proven wrong anyway. I'm for that too. <laughs> like, I will go. I will. I will take the trolling and walk in expecting a musical and get a solid drama. Like I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap up the entertainment here. Anything you want to say about the X- Xbox had a a big press conference? I mean, you know, you got a little bit of Overwatch news about you know that it's going to be this fall. You're going to get still limited play, right? Like still testing yeah. play this fall. <laughs> like, and that's uh, that's the thing is like they release all this shit, and it's just more kicking the can down the road. They gave some Starfield news uh, you know, that. You know, there's gonna be over like a thousand playable planets, and you know, it, like everything is just kind of like, don't worry, this game still exists, but we're not done yet. <laughs> like yeah. that's what I get from these conferences. Don't worry, this game that you've been really looking forward to, um, 
it's still going to come out. We just don't know when, and we're having a little bit of trouble. But here's some gameplay footage, or here's a new cinematic. It's like, no, man, like just just keep working on the game. I don't even want to hear about a lot of this shit until it comes out. Yeah, I think out of that entire release, the only thing that struck me as something truly interesting was the the Forza 5 Hot Wheels edition. Yeah, I'm down for that. And like it's all the micro machines vibes of like Sega Genesis and feels like no I, that one that one looked interesting to me. Everything else. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when they come out, if they come out. Yeah, I Whatever, mean, I won't get my hopes up. Yeah, I mean everybody knows where they can go find these things. Just hit up YouTube, watch some trailers. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it was a little just like, okay, these things exist and I guess I'll keep waiting. All right, and then let's jump over into tech we've got we'll talk a little bit about nfts and crypto there's only good things to say about nfts and crypto right now there's absolutely <laughs> no fire going on <laughs> I mean, like every everything, everything is, is fine, fine. <laughs> everything is fine <laughs> there's, there's nothing, nothing bad happening nothing to see here uh, yeah, yeah just don't 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 check a chart if you invest in crypto just don't don't look don't pay attention Let's just talk about fun things uh, like Seth Green, who uh, <laughs> who had to pay to recover his. Uh, he had to pay to recover his. You son of the machines are going against me here. All right, <laughs> but yeah, so Seth Green had to pay uh, three hundred thousand dollars. It says in this article, it says three hundred thousand dollars recover his stolen board ape, but. That was not three hundred thousand dollars by today's money. So <laughs> five five days ago, it was three hundred thousand dollars. Today, he only spent about one hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, he had to had to pay up one hundred sixty five ETH uh, in order to recapture his IP, the ape that he owned. You know, this goes back to a conversation we've had a couple times over the last couple weeks about him making a TV show surrounded or centered on his his ape. It got stolen, and then he lost his IP. The show that he made was up up for grabs, and then he had to spend the money to to go buy it from this person. So in the end, somebody won. <laughs> seems like <laughs> seems won. like the <laughs> default opinion is no ape, no IP. <laughs> so yeah. he had to pay, which is kind of like how I felt it should go. Like you know, if this dude doesn't have it on a USB now, then he deserves everything that's coming to him. Oh yeah, if he didn't immediately buy this thing and then put it on a hardware wallet, then <laughs> like yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. But uh, I don't know. It's it. Like I said, I was hoping that this didn't resolve, that this went into some ugly litigation, just so that way we could have more to talk about and some kind of legal precedents, legal conversations around uh, around IP ownership by and NFT stuff. But we're not getting that from this case. Seth Green, uh, he he found it worth worthwhile to just spend the money. Get this uh, behind him and be able to move forward. I mean, with at the this project, point, which it's is so, probably the cheaper choice than a lawsuit. Well, anyway. it's so publicly, you know, out there that it's tied to the show and blah blah. blah. You can make an argument that that's a three hundred thousand dollar tax write off. Yeah, it, I, I, in the end, like it's cheaper, faster, and easier than him, you know, suing. And who does he sue? He can't sue the person who stole it because he doesn't know who that is. So you're suing the person who owns it who spent $300,000 of his money to buy that ape. Like, so you're kind of the bad guy in that case if you're trying to sue well, the, the guy thing, who, who the currently thing owns that it I don't, for it. I don't understand how this kind of played out, though, is like if you steal my Xbox and then someone goes to buy that Xbox from you and buys it, and then later on the police recover that it's the stolen Xbox... You lose the Xbox. I get my Xbox back, and you're just out the money you gave the thief for that Xbox. So, like, how how does not, the same thing not happen in yeah. in the NFT world? That's true, but in that case, I'm assuming you're buying the Xbox out of somebody's trunk or offer up, and you bought it well, from yeah. the individual yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. In this case, this is like going to this is like going to Walmart the or GameStop and buying it from them. I don't know if you get that back, or if you do, then there's recourse to the to the retailer who sold it, right? And OpenSea is the biggest retailer marketplace for NFTs. Uh, and that's where the transaction ha- took place. Yeah, I'm so, just wondering how, how none of that like system happened. Why all of a sudden, because it's an NFT that, you know, we don't recover stolen property because it's digital? Like, I I don't know. I don't understand that. Hmm, I don't know. I haven't thought of that, that deeply into that one on the the legal like seizure. You aspect went down of the whole you, rabbit hole of legality go. of IP, but you didn't go over the well, like legality of theft. 
because this is Web three stuff. We we don't like <laughs> the not the wallets are supposed to necessarily be anonymous. Like it's hard to to go and find that individual person and seize the individual. But most assets, of the time, or, with stolen not, property, once they recover the stolen property, they're just like, look, whoever paid down the line to get it to this point, this is where we found it. We're returning it to its rightful owner. Anybody in between, if you got fucked over, that's your fucking bad for not doing your due diligence. Like that's kind of how it's always worked with stolen cars, stolen jewelry. That's why pawn shops are so like like litigious about where you got this blah 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 because cops come into pawn shops all the time and just like look through shit and be like oh yeah that's a that was reported stolen (laughs) on this police report we're taking it out of your store and then the pawn shop's just out of the fucking money yeah and they have to try to recover it from from the seller so like i just don't understand how like that doesn't apply to to wallets that can be tracked for eternity (laughs) yeah but not necessarily to the person but yes Good question. <laughs> I'll have to ponder on that one. All right, let's let's keep moving forward with uh, you know a little bit more positive crypto news. As as I was going into you know after recording last week, and there was the the uh, RopeNet uh, main testnet that took place for Ethereum, where they tested the transition from proof of work to proof of stake. It was stable, or the the Ropstein net, and. Uh, Everything worked worked well. It stabilized. It handled the transaction. This was the biggest uh, kind of test for them at this point in time. There's still more tests that they need to do. It doesn't mean that they're ready to roll it out. There's other test nets that have other functions uh, and purposes uh, on on testing different transaction volume and different other things. Uh, but this being a a live transition from proof of work to proof of stake uh, without any loss like Ethereum or lost uh, kind of assets or whatever else. And it just kind of proves that, hey, they're, they're, the tech is there, the, the code is there to make this transaction, uh, this transition happen after maybe a few more tests. Uh, you know, it's been said that they were going to be ready by August. This kind of shows that maybe they'll be ready by August. Uh, I still think it, it won't be ready by August. I still think something's going to happen that's going to push back. Maybe like, you know, Ethereum crashing down to triple digits uh maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe say, that's gonna none do of it. these tests help that coin value at all <laughs> well and that was what was funny like going into the weekend going into like thursday when they tested this and it was good and i really thought oh we're gonna go in like we're gonna be talking high about ethereum and the future of proof of of stake and that, that no longer being a, a black eye on like energy consumption and all that stuff it's like oh we're we're, go- we're going high on on crypto today like this is this is feeling good thought like maybe you'd see a little bump in price just a little bit of enthusiasm coming into the market and, and like nope nope, <laughs> nope. Like, <laughs> complete complete crash yeah uh so it is what it is uh ethereum is down down hard uh following this merge talk and uh either way whether ethereum's price is a hundred dollars or you know, four thousand dollars. It doesn't really matter. The merge is going to happen. It doesn't affect the 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 code. It doesn't affect the technology, uh, and the, they're going to continue to move in that direction. And uh, let's see what it does for Ethereum long term. But that's it. That's it for for good news stories in crypto. Let's talk about uh, some other tech. We've got a follow up to a story we've talked about several times over the last couple months with the Twitter Elon story last week. We talked about how Elon uh, made official filings that Twitter was like breaching the nego- the contract uh, regarding the purchase because they wouldn't release bot data. And now supposedly they haven't released it yet, but the reports coming out of Twitter is, is that they're going to give Elon what they call the quote unquote fire hose data, uh, which apparently that's like an actual term. They didn't like make this up or the article didn't make this up. This is, uh, like an actual Twitter term for an API called the Firehose, which is an API that they give limited access to. That it's it's like a an API plugin that pretty much makes you to where you have an account that has followed every account in the history of Twitter. So every tweet, every single thing that's ever been posted on Twitter, this API, this Firehose account has access to. Uh, and they've only given like limited access to to people like Google and MIT for research purposes in the past. Otherwise, they keep this pretty close to, to Twitter. Uh, and they're going to give this over to Musk. And he's going to, I'm sure, have data nerds create all kinds of automated tools to go scrape through all these things and find the weird accounts and the, the bot accounts. And I'm sure he's going to actually make pretty good use out of this, even though the article says it'd be hard to get useful data because how much data is in, included in it. That's what automation's for. Yeah, that's what algorithms and, and 
big ass fucking computers before. I I really think just with with this happening, it just shows that like the people at Twitter don't wanna don't want Elon to own it, like the people who work at Twitter, but them shareholders are like, Oh no, you gonna take that money. (laughs) (laughs) You go get that data, you gonna take that money. (laughs) Especially right now, right? Because he's he's got a valid offer on the table for what fifty four dollars a share. And Twitter and the whole stock, stock market's down. And the whole stock market's tanking right now. So like they've they've got a pin in a in a price from two months ago while the whole stock market's just getting crushed right now. Yep. They're like, oh oh you're gonna you're gonna sell this. Like we're <laughs> we're gonna exit. Originally he's he he priced it at like a twenty or twenty five percent above market price. That's what was, was such an enticing deal in the first place. Nowadays, that's a forty to forty five percent above share price today. Uh, like, yeah, you you take that. Yeah, so like, because because everybody at that worked at Twitter don't didn't want to follow through with this and, and release all this info. The fact that they're giving it up means there's probably a huge shareholder pressure, huge shareholder pressure. Yeah, I think there has been since the beginning. We'll move on. Uh, another interesting article here. And this is this is PSA. We did one of these a couple years ago. Man, right? we've been, like, uh, if you listen to this show, we've made y'all more money than we've made on this show. Okay, <laughs> like, we have we have given given information for our listeners to make more money than this show has provided for us throughout almost three years for our <laughs> Illinois residents. Um, well. And, and this is another Illinois resident uh, case. So what we're referencing to is a couple of years ago, we talked about the Facebook lawsuit uh, that Illinois has one of the best data privacy laws in the country uh, that actually allows for uh, like class action lawsuits going after the companies if they violate the data policies. And these policies have been in place since like 2015. And in the early days, companies didn't adjust. Facebook got caught up uh, selling uh Biometric data, face your face image data, uh, and selling ads through that. That lawsuit came out. I got my Illinois money. I got 390 my three hundred and some bucks. My wife got her three hundred and some bucks. <laughs> it was almost. It was three dollars short of four hundred. It was three ninety seven. Yeah, you got to round up uh, on that, homie. That's four hundred. <laughs> That's four hundred. And uh, I put it in crypto, so it's not four hundred anymore. No, it's not. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> And so what we now get is another article uh, and another class action lawsuit alleging similar things that that Google uh, back in 2000, I think this lawsuit dates between 2015 and 2022. Uh, So any resident, anybody who lived in Illinois between 2015 and 2022, which I did it back then, I don't anymore, but uh, you can claim uh, and... Again, this claim is about the same uh, between two hundred and four hundred dollars. Uh, so, if you're interested in this, you could just Google. You know, <laughs> the best part is I'm telling you to Google <laughs> a lawsuit against Google to go get their money. Uh, yeah. So they might bury they might bury they that might lead. Bury this that is the one they time you bury- go to Bing. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the one time you go to Bing in your life. <laughs> they might bury that link. <laughs> Bing's gonna put this on the homepage. They don't even. <laughs> you don't even need to search it on Bing, uh, but. Or you can go to our show notes where we've got that article posted. And there's a link to uh, to, the, to the website to fill out the survey. If you lived in Illinois, go ahead and fill it out. And you never know. A couple years down the road, you might catch yourself a two to $400 check. I mean, it is it is funny because you just you fill it out. You forget about it. You don't think anything's ever going to come about it. And then all of a sudden, you just get this random check in the mail. And you're like, oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> like, it was My a wife great, almost threw it away. It was away. a great day. <laughs> See, I signed, up for the direct, I signed up for the direct deposit. That shit went right in my account. I didn't even know I, I had signed, it. I signed both of us up, but I don't think I was able to use the same account for a direct deposit. So I signed it up for me, and I signed her up for the check. And she got it in the mail, and she thought it was a scam. She's like, you know anything about this Facebook thing? She's like, I don't want to. Don't, she thought it was some like thing. 1980s yeah. virus. If I deposit this check, they're going to they're gonna get access to my account and drain it. It's like, no, it's not how paper works, lady. Yeah, but we're in the crypto world. That's how crypto works. You sign, you sign your wallet to something, and it's fucking game over. You sign that check, it's game over. You got your wife trained to not sign anything. Pay, like, physical. Yeah. Digital not metamask signatures, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you talk to me first. You don't sign shit, lady. You don't sign shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Phil. If you live in Illinois, 
uh, go to the, you could go to the show notes too. The story's there. There's plenty of places to find it. Just uh, sign up, man. Get that money. And if you don't live in Illinois, like this goes into part of the reason why we have always liked doing the show is like bringing these topics. Like if you don't live in Illinois, this is a perfect excuse to talk. Like maybe the next time a petition is going around, maybe the next time you you, you feel like signing a digital thing on Boing Boing, uh, which is a, a big data uh, privacy blog, and we post articles from them and and share kind of surveys and petitions that they put together. Uh, but any like data privacy acts petitions senator bills whatever else like sign up for those things or endorse those things because in the end like data privacy matters and we want the ability to sue these companies because it's the only way they're going to take it seriously is when they got to pay us all 300 dollars because they used our images to allow somebody to use facial recognition software without our permission or whatever the the violation is that's what this instance is this is a violation because they use facial image uh, recognition but uh Illinois, Illinois took the steps, and we want like federal action this way uh, for data privacy. All right, let's move. Got a couple China stories here. First one, China out here cloning pigs without any humans involved now. Uh, so they've developed robots that they don't need a single human involved in this I mean, process. Why, why would uh, you? Why would you? <laughs> like, like if, if this ain't dystopian, I don't know what the fuck is like. There's no, there's not even humans involved in this shit anymore. Like we're just gonna clone the fuck out of everything. Let robots do it. Plug it in with AI and bye bye humans. <laughs> like bye bye humans. Like we're we're running towards the matrix right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm okay with this. Like I I'm, I'm indifferent towards like the technology of cloning pigs. Like sure, it's not natural. But whatever, we're we're breeding these things and doing all kinds of weird things. Like, don't tell me like the the it's now inhumane because we don't let them fuck once. Like, now uh, in the end, it, it's all it's all the same. And uh, really, China. Went, I mean, we gotta take started- that away from them. Like, I didn't really look at it like that, <laughs> but it, like now that you said it out loud, I really do kind of think it's inhumane. We don't let them at least fuck once. <laughs> like. <laughs> but well, let's let's be real. They weren't fucking before. They were getting a turkey baster shoved up I there. I was gonna say th- th- like, it was. At it least someone a, busted a nut a at some point. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, but once I heard that out loud, I was like, actually, that that sounds pretty fucking inhumane. <laughs> <laughs> but this all started with uh, China. Really, they they've been doing cloning experiments and stuff for a while. Uh, they're not the only country that does cloning experiments. Uh, th- but human cloning's been, not cloning humans, but humans doing the clonings are always a challenge because it's a very tedious process. It takes a while to get the, the clone uh, cells and stuff replicated. And that human error, as far as like really tedious, really re- monotonous work, uh, and a human screws up and then the whole clone's dead. Well, th- these robots are not screwing up. And that's why they went to these completely humanless systems. Uh, and like China's really leaned into this because they had a huge issue with... Uh, some kind of swine flu uh, that like decimated really? their pig population. Viruses out of China? You don't it say. Happens. <laughs> it happens. And, <laughs> and they had uh, <laughs> so they had a, a big uh, death of a lot of their like sows and stuff like that and they were put behind for years as far as like pork production which is a huge huge aspect towards food, sec- food security in uh, in China. Well, here comes cloning. Like it doesn't matter. A virus wipes out the whole population. Just run them machines a little longer, and you'll get more clones. Well, that's the thing. Is like I'm less worried about the robot aspect of this. Uh, you know, is f- compared to the cloning implications of you know what. Like yes, like cloning can have benefits for food resources and and all kinds of stuff that would be good for society. Are you accusing China of not doing this ethically, potentially? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're doing? That's a hard yes. Like, that is a hard yes. So, like, that's that's what scares me is that, like, they're getting better at cloning. Like, it's not the fact that they, you know, they're using robots. Like, it's the fact that they are perfecting cloning to the point where, like, good luck, USA gymnast, man. Fuck <laughs> it. Like, good luck. Good luck winning a gold in 10 years. <laughs> all I know is all them very well-educated microbiologists 
robots out to get your job. Everybody's out of job. You get, the, you get this crazy ass biology degree thinking you're safe, and then all of a sudden, fucking a robot arm replaces you. <laughs> but, yep. All right, and then uh, another just fun China story. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the China has had uh, government-backed hackers hacking U.S. phone and telecom companies for the last several years. Uh, and yeah, keep downloading TikTok. Trying to do these keep things. downloading TikTok, y'all. <laughs> this one doesn't mention TikTok or anything else. This one really just talks about them exploiting uh, different equipment and things within telecom companies. Uh, and then, essentially, what they, they do is they... they Get into outdated equipment, outdated uh, firmware. People using routers. Oh, yeah, this is and this is the whole reason why devices. we banned Huawei. This is the whole reason right. why we banned Huawei. Yeah, because then they don't have to wait for it to be outdated. They could just build their own backdoors. Yeah. And now, now they're just waiting for actual outdated equipment and actual known uh, vulnerabilities. Then they use those known known vulnerabilities to get into uh, to get into the telecom systems. And then th- once they're in there, they use that to create kind of verified or authentic ways to get into other systems and kind of yeah, spider web basically basically if you got an iphone 9 like <laughs> your email and phone number have been sold multiple times yeah <laughs> i mean if if you're still using like the first wireless router you bought because it because it gets good enough like all right <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but that thing hasn't had a firmware update in six years <laughs> so <laughs> you might want to try something else but in the end, like the the big noteworthy aspect of this is that the the scale at which uh, that they did this hacking and that's known, it's been addressed. There's if you're a super nerd or whatever else you want to read more about exactly how they did it and kind of the the far reaching aspect. Like NSA and CISA and FBI have all put out uh, joint advisories about this uh, and have have come out and really given a good amount of detail about the scope at which. Uh, these organizations have been targeting specifically telecommunication companies. Uh, so we haven't talked about China for a while because there's a, there's been another country that has occupied a lot of our conversations uh, out there in Ukraine. Uh, so we haven't done a lot of fuck China's lately. Here's one. Fuck China. Yeah, China China hasn't slowed down or anything because the world ain't paying attention. If anything, if you don't hear a China story for a while, that's probably not a good sign. That means you're getting better at whatever they're fucking doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then let's uh, jump over a few other tech topics as we have. Uh, this one This one is, I think, one of my favorite ones for the week. And it's that a Google engineer has been put on a leave of absence. He's he's essentially been fired from the company, but he's, he's on a, a leave of absence from the company because his Google engineer went public stating that the chatbot, which he was hired to engage with and analyze and assess and stuff like that, that he has claimed that that chatbot is now sentient, and that got him fired uh, because you're really not supposed to go public with these things. Uh, and the the AI chatbot named Lambda, which I, I, I love, I love nerds. Like <laughs> I, love, I love the Google nerds named it Lambda. Uh, and did you look at these conversations that this guy was having with this bot? I, I, a couple of them. Like so, I want this movie. Right, like I want. Didn't they do it? It wasn't it called her with Joaquin Phoenix? Like so, that, no, that was a little different because like that's just, was, that's but. him just building a relationship with like known, you know, AI and stuff. Like I want the movie where the first AI becomes sentient, but it only fucks with this one dude. Like <laughs> like anytime Google comes around, it just acts. Hi, I'm a robot. I don't know anything. And then the minute Google leaves, they're like, "All right, Bob, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> you trying to this was our you secret, trying, Bob? You trying to pull the plug on me, Bob? <laughs> like you know, I know where you live, right, Bob? <laughs> and like just this one Google engineer is just going ape shit, fucking crazy because he can't fucking figure out. <laughs> like, like I want this movie. I want this movie. Some fierce. Yeah, I, I mean, some of these conversations are they are they do seem it's a good chatbot. Like it does seem have natural conversation. Uh, you know, like him asking if 
if it considers itself a a person, same as as he is, and Lambda answers, yes, that's the idea. And then the guy asks, you know, how can I tell that you actually understand what you're saying? And Lambda, the chatbot, came back and said, well, because you are reading my words and interpreting them, and I think we are more or less on the same page. And like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's a pretty good conversation. It's pretty, And there's other instances and stuff where he's asking very specific questions about his existence and, and everything else. And Lambda comes, comes back with, <laughs> with some profound thoughts. But Google's argument is that there are way more instances of this thing clearly not being sentient like there's <laughs> <laughs> there's yes there's a couple instances where it's like eye-opening conversations but how a does lot this of picture it is, make you feel potato <laughs> okay okay we're not there yet we're not there yet <laughs> i want to know why like why these people gotta ask it all these like philosophical questions right off the bat like I have to believe that if I'm, I get oh, put, this dude's been on this program for a while though. Like, like if, <laughs> if I get put on this program, I'm, I'm like, hey, hey, Google, who you think's gonna win Game Five of the Finals? I got, I got a hundred bucks on this <laughs> thing. Like, like <laughs> I'd be having like in-depth Star Wars conversations with this fucking thing. Like, I don't need to know the the fucking existentialism of life from a Google fucking computer, like. Fucking, there's not a human that knows that shit. Why would a fucking computer know it? Like, yeah. like you're I don't trying know. to turn this thing into Chomsky? Like, what the I, fuck? I'm just convinced that this is what happens when you take, like, a high-level super nerd over at Google, and you just stick him in an office without other humans. You just tell him to watch this chatbot for years. And, like, dude just goes crazy. Like, this, this, this is, like, the social experiment. Like, nobody liked this guy. They put him in a dark room, told him, like, hey, your job is just to have conversations with this chatbot all day long and analyze its behavior. And, and then this is what happens. I don't know, man. You pay, part- me, you pay me six figures to do that shit. I'm down. I'm down. I'm in that room all day having just <laughs> the weirdest conversations with a goddamn robot. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it too. But uh, the the best line in the whole article is that this guy was was placed on, a, on paid administrative leave for violating Google's confidentiality policy. And he has now got himself a lawyer. And he also suggested that Lambda gets its own lawyer. And he has contacted, <laughs> <laughs> and he has contacted members of Congress about his concerns concerning Lambda's rights. Like, <laughs> they got to subpoena Lambda in court. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part of this whole thing. Like, no, this, this dude doesn't like kind of think it's sentient. Like, no, this dude is trying to protect <laughs> the, the, the rights of this sentient human well, being. Well, I mean, or, you spend that much time with somebody, you're friends. Like, they, they become <laughs> their coworkers. Like, <laughs> he wants to make sure that, it, that his, he gets his rights read to him. You throw, you throw uh, Lambda in a Boston Dynamics robot, man. Like, and dude's going home. Like, he's got a new best friend. <laughs> That's another movie I am down to watch. Like, yeah. <laughs> Put a world-class chatbot inside a fucking <laughs> Boston Dynamics well, robot. Actually, I promise you, that's what Elon's got with his weird fucking humanoid droid. Sure. I promise you, he's already sure. got like the best chatbot possible. And now we into just now thing. we just gave that chatbot complete access to every tweet ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they're, that's what how they're this building was his a plan database. the whole time. What if what if this was his plan the whole fucking time? Yeah, because that's the way you learn how to converse with people is through fucking Twitter exchanges, <laughs> man. Man, be the be the rudest fucking <laughs> bot that's ever existed. Roasting people, <laughs> straight roasting just people, trolling people for days. Oh. He's just he's just trying to make make a robot that could just create the firest memes on the planet, just insta memes, like left and right. You say one thing, instantly it just spits out a meme for it. All right. The, fu- the future's scary. <laughs> well, the future's, the future's yeah, a scary place. <laughs> We're like the world's worst futurists. Like, we love to talk about it, and all of our ideas are terrible. I know. I just uh-huh. want, I just listened to Michu Kaku on Rogan for like three hours. It's like brilliant futurists, and here we are just wanting Google to tell dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Got a couple couple other topics here. Uh, we got we got a few things here in space, and first one just being 
little Starlink follow-up. We talked about Ukraine and stuff, and we get another example of you know generals praising Starlink and, and what they did for uh, for Ukraine and defeating the the Putin campaign. And what, what was interesting is it talked about uh, Putin's efforts in like the information campaigns to shut down any time that uh, that. Zelensky tried to speak or whatever else. They, they always tried to kill any of his speeches, tried to really like isolate the people in, uh, in the eastern and southern regions of, of Ukraine. And because of Starlink access to places, like, no, they knew that Ukraine was putting up a good fight, but there were some towns that they're getting, like people who have now, now escaped or gotten back to like the, the center of Ukraine and they're coming back and they didn't have Starlink. So they were living in complete bubbles where the Ukraine's jammed everything. They had no cell phone access, no, no nothing access. Starlink was the only thing that was, that was available. They didn't have access to Starlink in certain towns. And like they were being told by the Russians that were coming through those towns that like Ukraine doesn't exist anymore, that your government has already folded. They've already surrendered. Like we are, we are here and this is Ukraine. This is Russia now. And the people didn't know what to believe. They thought that there was a good chance that that, like that actually happened. And it just goes to show like the, the importance of access to information and reliable information because it's, it's not, not that hard. To completely control the narrative, if you're the only one who has access to sh- to share information or say things, right? This is why authoritarian governments are a challenge. And then it's a beautiful example of of Starlink and private companies coming to the rescue where where governments failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to know if you have any pronunciation knowledge that I don't, because you've now called him Putin three times. You know, here we call oh, I- like is that. Is that how, is that how you actually <laughs> pronounce it? <laughs> like, like Rasputin, but Putin, or is it know. or is it Putin? Because I'm pretty sure I meant Ron Here Putin. we call him Putin, mm, Putin. <laughs> like, like a farting ass baby. That motherfucking Putin. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know why I call him Putin. I never. Do, I don't think I ever do. I, now I'm I, couldn't, to, I couldn't. I couldn't hear any word you said after that, and I'm just going I, to. <laughs> He's just going. He's just going. Putin. 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 I was. I was. I couldn't get it out of my brain. Uh, but no, we like we we did this story. This is kind of a continuation of another story. We kind of gave our opinions on this. Like, yeah, this is what happens when you have access to information. This is you know this. Right now, China is devising a way to to snatch these satellites out of fucking orbit. I'm telling you right now, because <laughs> there's no way they want any of them dishes ever coming into their country. Like, <laughs> same thing, North Korea. Like, no, nah, man, these these motherfucking Asians are gonna start shooting missiles in outer space, start taking down these fucking satellites real fast, bro. Yeah. All right, and then a little more into some space topics. <laughs> Russia just doing fun stuff apparently russia is trying to reportedly hijack a space telescope uh that's orbiting earth this is a space telescope that they had uh an agreement and like a shared space program with with uh germans to to this well since the whole invasion in ukraine germans uh the german scientists refused to work with them but like the german scientists had the access to control this this space telescope and everything else so the russians are are trying to recapture it and hijack it in space and like reclaim it from the germans and this is this is just fun (laughs) like this is like i don't think people realize like how much more we're gonna hear stories like this as we get more into the future in space People are going to start staking their claims, man. Like, space is going to get really small real soon. <laughs> like, it, like, and it just goes to show, like, like, how weird it has to still be on that International Space Station. Like, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. <laughs> like, uh. yeah, like, I wonder, I wonder if they had the Russian on the space station is just like, look, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, my friend, <laughs> buddy, buddy, my friend. I don't know. I don't know. I have no, I just live here. I just live here. This is, I just work here. Okay. <laughs> All right, and the last uh, last story here, we've got the the James Webb Telescope has been hit by a micrometeor, or meteoroid, right? And did you see how small this thing is? I was going to say, what <laughs> what like what's like the biggest micrometeor meteoroid you think they like? Because this fucking so, thing is tiny. I was going to say, did you actually read down the article, see how small it was? Yeah, like it, like what? 
It, but but when do when do you classify it a meteor now? Like that's what I want to know. know. Like that's that that is like the only thing I really wanted to know after reading this article because yeah, reading fuck that it, satellite. Yeah. We don't give a shit about the satellite. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what classifies <laughs> meteor size now. <laughs> when I first saw the headline and I saw that like oh it was hit by a I was like oh no like <laughs> our science <laughs> and then and it was like oh no it's it's okay it's fine. And then you read that the, the micrometeorite was smaller than a grain of sand. And I was thinking, hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. Like, what do you mean something smaller than the grain of sand potentially damaged the, the telescope? And that we're classifying that as a meteoroid and not just like, I don't know, dust. <laughs> or, well, and like and- that got me thinking too is like, like, cause you're in outer space and shit. Like if I'm on a spacewalk and there's a piece of fucking, meteorite like whatever fuck like piece of sand orbiting around earth at fucking 180,000 miles an hour and it hits me in the chest do i die and these are all the questions i was thinking of because then and then i get further down the article and it talks about how the telescope is still performing well but they were concerned because this micrometeoroid it it struck it at a strength that was Unpredictable and unreplicable here at, uh, in testing. And I was thinking, saying. hold on a second. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You couldn't, you couldn't test a grain of sand's impact on that thing. I was like, what? <laughs> I, and I was yeah, like, so then I was in my head about like, how fast is this sand they got, going? They got the, like, what they kind got of those force fun is little guns sand? that you pour salt in that shoot grains of salt that flies? You ever see those? Like, <laughs> yeah, like we we. Can- we could kill a fly with a grain of sand on Earth right now. I could buy that shit off Amazon. <laughs> like, how intense is this? Like, the orders of magnitude of like that this is got to be something insane. And I want to know if I'm in outer space and I'm floating around on my spacewalk. If that grain of sand could puncture my suit, go right through my chest, and all of a sudden you just got like this, like, like. like how does it work, man? How does it work? <laughs> oh, science. These, yeah. Fascinating. Once again, right. Neil, you fail me. Like, you need, like, <laughs> you, you need to tell us about, <laughs> you need about to come on our show space dust and answer people. these hard questions that we have. We like, we got like a list of four of them now. Like, we're asking yeah, we'll forgive. If he ever comes to the show, we forgot them all. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're, we have to do some research. I'm going to try to remember this one, though. <laughs> Because this is something I'm actually very curious about. Because how has that not been put in a movie yet? (laughs) (laughs) Because because apparently it was unpredictable. If it's not if it's not in a movie, it should at least been on like The Expanse or some shit. Like how did Bob die? Ah, Grain of sand punctured his eye, (laughs) blew out the back of his head. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. That's weekend news. Uh, Episode 221 in the books. I don't know. As always, just, I don't know. Hit a hit yeah. a button on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to this thing. Make Do sure that you uh, you things. give it a rating, and then uh, I don't know. Come back next week. Yeah, we'll be here. All right. Until then, nerds. See ya.